أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله حي على الصلاة Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Wassalatu wassalamu al-atamani al-akmalani Ala khayri khalqillahi ajma'in Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa man sara ala sabilihi wa nahjihi Wa man istanna bi sunnatihi Wa man ihtada bi hadihi ila yawmiddin Amma ba'd وقد قال تعالى في قرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون صدق الله العظيم all praise, all thanks, only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet again has given us this beautiful opportunity of gathering in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this Mubarak occasion of Jumu'ah, on this Mubarak time of Jumu'ah. Indeed, this is a great, great, great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We start off by making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allows us to see many, many more days of Jumu'ah. And we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives us the tawfiq of appreciating this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. And we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He causes our last day of our earthly life to be the day of Jumu'ah. Anyway, we just finished through the period of the month of Ramadan and now we're going into the days of Hajj. But this ayah that I read in the, the, ayah that I read in the khutbah, you'll find that it was something that we heard of Oh, we heard this ayat before Ramadan, we heard this ayat in Ramadan. But it's giving us a message, a subtle message, that there's something that we need to do as far as our preservation is concerned. Let me explain this to you. Is that all of us, doesn't matter what business we are doing, concurrently, most of us are running two businesses on a general basis. When I say two businesses, one is a dunyawi business and one is an akhirat business. It's just that this dunya, the business of the dunya that we got, 
We are able to see the rands and cents that are coming to a bank account. We are able to see our income statement. We are able to see the balance sheet. We are able to consult with our bookkeeper. We can talk to our auditor. He'll explain to us this is what's happening in this business of the dunya. But there is a business of the akhirat that is also taking place simultaneously. And that business of the akhirat, there is also income that is coming. There's also losses. There's also expenses. There's also liabilities that we are incurring. So one ayat of this Quran, this, uh, which, which I've recited with regards to the month of Ramadan, Allah is telling us the objective, one of the objectives of fasting. And now how do we preserve that objective that we have got? For example, the goal of the business of the dunya is to make profits. Now, If a person says, I'm working for one year to make profits, I'm working, and then I'm, I'm going to bust everything up. What will you tell this person? You're a fool. You have to have all that effort, that money, that time, that investment, the capital that you're putting in. You have to have a going concern plan. There has to be a preservation plan to continue with all the investment, all the efforts that you put in. If you've got no plan to continue, you're being foolish. Uh, you want to bust everything up one shot. So like that, the person who just goes through the motion of the month of Ramadan, he's earning and earning and earning in the month of Ramadan. And after the month of Ramadan comes that business that he earned and the business that he invested, the time that he invested, he just throws all the profits away. Does it make sense? It doesn't mean we can't see those profits. We can't see that income. It's not there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that one of the benefits is to gain this taqwa, is to gain this Allah ta'ala consciousness that my Allah is aware of every single thing that I'm doing. So now there must be a preservation plan to preserve the things of this dunya, this going concern. We got consultants, we got people to assist us. But what about that income that we earn as far as the akhirat is concerned, this month of Ramadan? How do we preserve that? Surely there should be some type of preservation. Should we just go through the motion and be able to lose all that income one shot when nobody is able to tell us to show us this how much you lost. You can't see it on the bank statement but it's there that people are losing and people are gaining also. So simple this bayan inshallah these few minutes that we have is we'll go through a preservation plan, a going concern plan that this income and this opportunity that Allah Ta'ala gave us of earning in the month of Ramadan how we can preserve it throughout the year so that we don't lose this opportunity. That opportunity, so to speak, like almost like a December period when a person goes through business, he's gaining so much. You see, business is flourishing. It can help us pull through so many months. Allah Ta'ala has made the month of Ramadan like that. If we preserve it, it will help us preserve our imaniyat, our taqwa for the rest of the year. So anyway, inshallah, so the main, anyway, the objective is to see that what can we put in place? What advices are there from our pious to see that how we can have a preservation plan in place? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there was a sahabi by the name of Hazrat Mu'ad bin Jabal radiyallahu anhu. He came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he asked Nabi alayhi salatu wasallam, akhbirni an amalin yudkhiluni al-jannah wa yuba'iduni an-nar. Oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, show me one action. What a question he's asking. What a beautiful question. The sahaba, when you look at the questions that they would ask Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you'll understand that they were over concerned about that other business, the business of the akhirat. They were over worried about that business. So therefore he came to ask Rasulullah sallallahu this question. Show me one action. This action is so powerful that it will take me away far away from Jahannam and it will enter me into Jannat. I want one action like that. In other words, I want one business that I can do, one commodity that I can get involved in and I can get. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied to him, لَقَدْ سَأَلْتَ عَنْ عَظِيمٍ فَإِنَّهُ لَيَسِيرٌ عَلَى مَيْ يَسَّرَهُ اللَّهُ يَسِيرٌ that you're asking about something very big. In our language, in our colloquial, something heavy you're asking for. But Allah Ta'ala can make it light. Allah can make it easy for whoever He wants to make it easy. In other words, Allah Ta'ala can make something difficult for whoever He wants to make it difficult. On this point, whilst we're there, on this part of the hadith, one thing we learn from here is there's no problem that the person is going through. That is 
overburdening he can't manage. There's no problem that Allah Ta'ala can't solve. There's no problem that should put a person in any type of depression. Allah Ta'ala is there and so long as Allah Ta'ala is there, any problem, if Allah Ta'ala wants to make it easy, it will become easy. All we need to do is to trust in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and put our faith in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Anyway, moving on, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then went on to explain. I'll come back to this hadith, just explaining now. So there are some things that, we'll come back inshallah, some things that we need to put in place that will help us with this preservation plan. The first thing is taking care of those things that can be a means of losing everything that a one person gain. Now what are those things? The first thing is the tongue. That's why I spoke about this hadith, is this tongue that Allah Ta'ala has given us. We have to be very careful of what we speak. Because a person can say one thing and that one thing can cause him to go into Jahannam. Anyway, that's why I was explaining this hadith. This, this tongue of ours is something we have to be very, very careful of. And if we're not careful of it, we can lose everything. So anyway, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam starts explaining to him that Anta Allah, that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wala tushriku bihi shay'a, do not ascribe any partner with Allah ta'ala, wa duqimu salah, wa tu'ti zakah, that you perform your salah, you give zakat, you go for hajj. And you fast in the month of Ramadan. Then Nabi Ali Sallallahu told him that should I show you avenues of good, avenues of earning, avenues of scoring, ways you can improve the income as far as your business of the Akhirat is concerned. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Sahaba get happy when they hear this, they get happy. We get happy when somebody tells us, can I show you one product you can sell and you can make millions one shot. We'll all get happy. But for them, it made them happy when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is showing them a product of the Akhirat. You can get involved in this product and you can make so much. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then went and explained to him that what you should do is that you should fast. Because fasting is a shield, is a protection. In other words, it protects you from many, many gunas, this fasting. Then Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him that give charity. Give charity. Unfortunately, today we have only we limited our charity to our zakat. And that to ask ourselves, how many of us are really discharging our zakat? How many of us are actually giving more over and above our zakat? There's a friend of mine, and he said, for years now, we've implemented in our business this practice, that whatever zakat amount we're giving for the year from the business, we match the lilla amount with them. Whatever it is. In this respect, if it's 10 million zakat, we're giving 10 million lilla at a minimum, at a bare minimum. And he says, we saw so much of barakat coming after we implemented this. So this is a system of Allah subhanahu wa The more you give, the more you get. It's only what you it's only what you give away that helps you to generate day to day. It's what Allah Ta'ala is giving you every day is because of what you are giving. So don't think if you're gonna give it's gonna cause a loss. This is Allah subhanahu system. Yamhakullah riba wa sadaqat. Allah Ta'ala destroys wealth because of interest. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases wealth wahaw when a person starts giving charity. Although in the incomes on in the in the bank statements it looks opposite. You'll see a person earning interest, credit interest is increasing the balance. Debit donation it's decreasing the balance. But in the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how he does it, he knows it. Sometimes we'll see it directly, sometimes it will be there indirectly, but the barakat and the blessing will definitely be there by giving charity. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said that give this charity. When you give charity, what will happen? It will lower the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes we think that we're getting involved in riba, we're getting involved in interest. Never mind, there's a loophole here, there's a loophole there. We have to be very careful. At the bare minimum, don't ever get involved in the income from the banks. Banks are such that 90%, more than 90% of the income of all the conventional banks are from interest. 
How can we even invest there and think we are taking profits from there? Be very, very careful. I'll share one incident of Hazrat Mawlana Yunus Patel, Rahmatullahi. Sometimes people, we all speak that we like unity, we like muhabbat, you know, it's something that we all desire and we should be desiring. Allah Ta'ala give us unity on the throat, on the haq. It's something that we make dua for and we desire. So some ulama that came down, they explained the story to me personally. They said that they went to Hazrat Mawlana for some advice. They were having some issues in the madrasa, so they went to him for advice. So Hazrat Mawlana told them something. He said, you know, we're always talking about ittifaq. Ittifaq means unity. We're talking about unity all the time. He says, but we look what's happening around. You see that there's more and more disunity that is happening. So he said, I'm beginning to think, what is causing this? What is the means of all this disunity? What is causing it? He says, I've come to one conclusion that one of the things that is causing it, major thing, is our income is not right. Our income is polluted. The type of income we got, we're investing. And then he gave, and then he gave one example. He said, you see, there was a person that came from one bank here to see me and he came to give me a check of 30,000. And that too was like what we normally call inverted commas, Islamic division of the bank. He says he came to give it to me. And then I told him and I politely refused. I told him, our madrasa, we can't accept this type of money. Just after we have money from the banks, it doesn't matter what division of the bank it is. But if it's from the bank, we don't accept it. Now madrasa, I politely excused. So this person was surprised. The person that came from the bank, he was surprised. He says, Molana, you know, we're giving so many different organizations. We're giving this madrasa and that organization and this Islamic organization. And everyone is writing back to us a letter of shukriya. Jazakallah, you've given us your money. Now in future, we've got other projects. So if you've got more funding, please help us. But here, the first instance I'm coming to you, you're refusing it. So Molana explained to him, you see, that we got a policy that money from this type of money, we don't take. So anyway, nicely, he told him and he let that person go. But now he explains to this ulama that was sitting in front of him. He said, you see, if this type of money is going to come into the madrasas, if this type of money is going to come into the masajid, if this type of money is going to come into the marakis, if this type of money is going to come into our dini institutions, what is going to come out of there? Definitely you're going to get problems in every institution after that. Why? Because the income is not good. How you expect the outcome to be good? This is a very important point. In our own homes, when we are putting money and we want to invest, be very, very careful. Stay far away from anything that has to do with interest. Any organization that deals with interest, stay very, very far. It doesn't matter what division they own. Like how when we go and a person has got a massive bottle store, Non-Muslim has got a massive bottle store and he says, look, I got one aisle in this bottle store that's selling water, they're selling juices, they're selling cool drink. Why don't you invest in this one aisle? What will we tell that person? He says, bye, you got a bottle store. I'm not even interested in putting my money in your bottle store. Like that, when it comes to the banks, if they got one aisle that is called Islamic aisle, why do we want to take our money and put it there? We have to be very careful. So anyway, this was just by the way, يَمْحَقُ riba Rasulullah sallallahu explained to Hazrat Mu'adh bin Jabal radiyallahu anhu that if you give charity, Allah Ta'ala, you'll cause the anger of Allah Ta'ala to decrease like how fire causes water to decrease, like how water causes fire to decrease. To extinguish that fire, what the firemen use? They use water, heavy pressure water. He's like that, Allah Ta'ala's anger decreases because of charity. And then he explained to him that waking up in the middle part of the night, the person wakes up at night and he reads the Hajjud Salat. This is something that is very, very great. And he read the ayat, he explained the ayat. Anyway, moving on, this is a long hadith. Comes to the part where now he tells Hazrat Mu'adh bin Jabal radiallahu anhu that Allah adulluka ala milaki dhalika kulli should I not show you what is the thing and in other words the objective of everything that you're doing what is the thing that will preserve it? Easy translation. The maqsood, the objective, what is the thing that will preserve it? Preservation plan, going concern plan. You're doing all your good deeds but what effort are you doing to preserve the good deeds? So then Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam took out his tongue. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam held his tongue and he said, Kuffa alayka hadha. 
They take control of this. Take control of this tongue. Hazrat Mu'ad bin Jabal was surprised. Did you mean today say that people will actually be taken task? They did so much of good deeds, but yet they'll be taken to task for the small thing. In other words, speech is something that we consider so light. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, Saqilat ka ummuk, is an expression. May your mother bereave you. What happened? That Nabi alayhi wa then went to say that people will be thrown headlong into the fire of Jahannam because of the outcome of what their tongue has done. In other words, what their tongue has earned, either it's earned good, either it's made good statements of Iman, of Islam, of Khairat, or either this tongue has hurt people, it slandered people, or it accused people, or it made statements of kufr. This tongue is such a dangerous thing. So one important aspect of preserving whatever we earn in the month of Ramadan is to take care of this tongue. Remember something, when it comes to the tongue, there are three aspects. One is you can either speak good, good speech. That is something that we must continuously do. Good, good speech, person giving dawah, inviting towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, speaking good to his family, speaking good to his friends, speaking nicely to his employees, making his employees happy also. This is part of deen. So that is one aspect, speaking good. The other is speaking evil. This is completely out. Where a person now makes ghibat, where a person swears somebody, he slanders somebody, he talks anyhow to his staff. All these things are not part of our deen. Third thing is a person speaks those things that are known as la ya'ni. This is the third aspect of speech. La ya'ni means he speaks that that is not beneficial, not harmful. It's just futile talk. Just speaking and speaking and speaking. And Nabi Ali style was that when he would hear Sahaba speaking about something that was futile, not even futile, if they were speaking about something about dunya, immediately he will turn the attention towards deen. Immediately Nabi Wasallam will turn the attention towards deen. So anyway, you get this third category in Ihya Ulumuddin is mentioned that layani also Allah Ta'ala will catch a person on the day of Qiyamah and ask him about those things that he spoke that were not beneficial, no harmful, they were just useless talk. So this also we've got to be very, very careful. So anyway, this was first part of the preservation plan is to take care of the tongue. The next thing is to take care of the eyes. That what are we looking at? Now when it comes to the eyes also as part of the preservation plan, there are two things. One is we don't look at haram, that is out. Person doesn't watch television, he knows television is not right. Person sees a woman that is there, he doesn't look at her. Ghair mahram woman at all, he doesn't look at her. He's very, very careful. What is not right is not right. He's careful of not looking at haram. He doesn't look at his phone. Sometimes a picture is sent, he's very careful. He's not looking at the pictures, etc. He doesn't watch these videos. Nor is a person involved in taking videos. So therefore, person is looking after his eyes. So a person haram is one level out. Then there's something that's halal. But within the halal category also, there's something that we shouldn't be looking at. And I'll explain. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given us a very easy prescription for contentment. One ayat of the Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَمُدَّنَّ عَيْنَيْكَ إِلَى مَا مَتَّعْنَا بِي أَزْوَاجًا مِّنْهُمْ زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا there will be people that got more than you in life. There will be people that are more wealthier than you in life. There will be people that have more exotic holidays than you. They'll be going for a more exotic lifestyle, a much more luxurious lifestyle than you. Don't get carried away by looking at their lifestyle. Don't get carried away by looking at their cars. Don't get carried away by looking at their... It's permissible. Not to say it's not permissible, but it's causing a problem within your heart. And what problem is causing within your heart and my heart? It's causing a problem of a person not making shukr to Allah Ta'ala. He'll become discontent with what he got. Therefore, there is a saying that don't drive a car better than the one you own. Don't drive a car better than the one you own. Why? Because after you drive that car, you'll find many faults with your own car. Whereas you were happy and content with what Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has given you. Remember, a man that is content, a man is a rich man. Rasulullah said, the rich man is not that man who has a lot of wealth. A rich man is that man that is content. 
One person came to one buzruk, he brought a sack of gold coins. He said, Hazrat, yeah, I brought this for you as a gift. So that pious person was a natural pious person, no inclination towards the world. He asked him, he said, I want to ask you one question. He said, after I take this sack of gold, of gold coins from you, would you desire to earn more and get more and get more money? He said, yeah. He said, then this, you are more worthy of this thing than me. Because I'm content, I don't need, I'm not desiring more. You are more in need of it than me, it's better you keep. So this is, one wealthy person was, multi, multi, multi millionaire. He's telling me, I want to tell you something. He said, I see millions coming to my account all the time. Investments here, investments there, this profit here, director's fees here, and director's fees there, I see it coming in my account. But it doesn't give me any happiness. I'm bitter, I'm a sour person. And yet you'll find some people that don't have anything and they are so happy. The happiness is from Allah. Sadness and bitterness is also from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't think that when you're looking at the wealth of luxury people that they are very happy. You'll be surprised how much of problems money brings. He's just telling me in his own family there are so many people that are wealthy. But because of the fights and the disputes and the legal battles that are going on. That sometimes there's sleepless nights, there's bitterness, we can't even get together. We look at the people that are poor and how they're getting together on Eid day and they're also happy. They're all getting together on some occasion and they're also happy. Yeah, we got all our family members but we can't even see eye to eye. Yet we're all multi-millionaires. So don't get carried away. Allah Ta'ala is saying, don't look at the wealth. Don't extend your eyes. Although it's permissible, don't extend your eyes at those that are wealthy. One prescription in the hadith Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi has given us for contentment. Unzuru ila manhu asfala minkum. Look at those people that are financially below you. As far as the world is concerned, those that are below you, look at the people that are staying in the shacks. Look at the people that are staying in the council houses. There's no light, sometimes there's no water, there's no... Look at these type of people and make shukr to Allah, Allah, what you've given us. You've given us deen, you've given us Islam, you've given us family, you've given us a home. When a person is looking at these things, then he will have no time to look at the negative things. Hey, what's happening with the load shedding and what's happening with the potholes and what's happening... He's looking at all the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's only making shukr. This is one prescription. Look at those that are below you. Don't look at those that are wealthier than you and living a more lavish lifestyle because then you'll always consider yourself to be poor. Anyway, this comes to the eyes. When you look, then don't look at haram. And even halal, don't look at those things that will make you discontent with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you. Always look at those things that will make you content. This is also part of the preservation plan. The next thing is a person takes care of his ears. Remember, all these things are avenues to the heart. That heart was the thing that we worked on in the month of Ramadan. We worked on this heart, but now it can get destroyed in a few moments. Now the next part we explain is the ears. That what we listen to. Sometimes the whole month of Ramadan a person is engaged in ibadat, in tarawih, in Quran, in tilawat. And each day is sitting with the friends and all type of ghibat is taking place. What happens? All that now is getting wasted away. A person doesn't realize that what is happening to this investment plan of his. Anyway, when a person is... Be very careful of what we listen to and what we should filter what we listen to. If it's something that's not right, excuse ourselves and move away. It's the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that after a person explains that what, what, what's happening is not right and people still don't want to listen, then he should ex move himself away. And one of the things that we are reading in our every day in our witr salat, Every day we're making a pact with Allah Ta'ala that oh Allah, we will separate ourselves from those people that are sinful, those people that are doing sin. Oh Allah, we, every day in our Witr Namaz we're making this dua. That we'll separate ourselves. We leave who? Those people that are sinning. So how can we be continuously... Cont how can we be continuously listening to ghibat, etc. that is taking place? So that is one that a person is careful of his ears because that goes into the heart. So next part of the preservation plan is that a person respects 
all aspects of deen. He's very, very careful that this is the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have to come early to the masjid. I must be careful that I'm there earlier to the masjid. That how, if I see a picture of Medina Sharif, whether it's a kajur box or whether it's something, a kitab, I'm careful that I take care of it. Why? Because this is all part of the preservation plan. And the next thing is a person is very careful of his mind and heart. What he's thinking about in his solitude, in his free time, what is he thinking about? Hazrat Mawlana Masihullah Rahmatullahi would say very nice. He said, we talk about good company. Allah Ta'ala himself says, Kunu stay with people that are good. But good company doesn't only refer to physical interaction. Now it also, and that time also he was explaining that what you are reading, if you're reading a book of an atheist, you're reading a book of a kafir, you're reading a novel, for the moments that you are reading, you're actually in the company of the author. You're actually in the company of the author for those moments. You're reading some article or you're reading some news sites. For, the, for that moment, you are in the company of those people that have written it. You are watching something, you're in the company of that shaitan box. Watching all this person is just thinking that it's innocent. But he's in thinking whose company we are sitting in. If Malakal Moth has to catch us at that moment, what is going to happen to us? So this is the next part. And then a person is careful that when he's as far as his mind and heart is concerned, that I don't read any information. Any information comes to me, I'm careful. If it's something good, I read it. If it's something evil, I don't read it. And what we send also, this is part of the preservation plan. What we send, remember, is something that Allah Ta'ala will question us about. One occasion, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was explaining to Sahaba. And I mean, the reason I'm mentioning this is something that, that's plaguing us today is discontent. All of us are discontent. We are not happy. We are always complaining. We don't have enough. And we explain that this discontent, one of the reasons is because a person not looking after his eyes. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in this hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is explaining to us that how fortunate we should consider ourselves. Remember, contentment and discontentment got a lot to do with the mind. Every one of us in reality is wealthy. There's nobody that is poor. Every one of us, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa explained that man asbaha aminan fi sirbihi mu'afan fi jasadihi that person that wakes up in the morning listen to this beautiful hadith of rasulullah then we'll think can we really complain allah has given us so much can we really complain so that person that wakes up in the morning he is free from any type of fear any type of grief in other words any type of worry there's no fear there's no sudden attack like how the people in the Gaza and other places of the world, they wake up, they don't know where the bomb is going to hit them. So he's free from these two things, fear from any type of immediate attack, he's any type of worry, concern. He just woke up in the morning. Mu'afan fi jasadi, he's able to move his body, he's able to walk, he's able to go to the masjid, he's able to go to the workplace. This is how he woke up. So two things, one is physical well-being, one is mental well-being. These are the first two things. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, in the huku to yomihi, this person just got sufficient for one day. Not that he freezes and are full for the next month, or not that his bank balance is such that he doesn't have to work for the next month. He just got enough for one day. He's got one day supply for him. <coughs> Nabi Ali said, فَكَأَنَّمَا حِيزَتْ لَهُ الدُّنْيَا بِمَزَافِرِهَا It is as though this man has got the treasures of the whole world at his feet. Person has got three things. He woke up in the morning, you know, imminent fear. He's okay, he's not worried, his body can move, he's got energy, and he's got one day's supply. It's as though this person has got all the treasures of the world. Which one of us can say we are poor? It's all about the mind, and this helps a person to make the shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So part of the preservation plan is using this tongue for the correct reason, and one of the things is making shukr to Allah ta'ala, and not being ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for any of the things that we go through. Yes, in this world we'll go through troubles and problems, but all the time we have to look at the favors of Allah ta'ala and make shukr. My time has run out. I just want to mention the last point, is a person is careful.
careful of, so he's respectful and he's careful of places of deen and anything to do with deen, whether it's the pious people of deen, whether it is the madaris, whether it's the marakis, anything to do with deen, a person is very, very careful. I need to show respect. When a person has got respect for people of deen, irrespective uh, of what deen khidmat they are doing, but he shows respect to them, he's controls his eyes, he controls his ears, he controls his tongue, he's careful of his mind and heart. This now acts as a preservation plan to control the expenditure of all the income as far as the akhirat business is concerned. He's earning and earning for the akhirat, but the thing that will control the expenses is this thing. Otherwise, he's earning there and he's spending. He's earning there and he's spending. So let us be intelligent people like how in our business of this world, we are careful of our expenses so that the net profit stays high as far as the business of the akhirat is concerned. Let us not be foolish of allowing all our efforts to get wasted by not looking after the eyes, the tongue, the ears, the heart, the mind. And as I mentioned, respect. May Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq of making amal. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah. Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Alhamdulillah, 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 Allah <laughs> 
فإن الوقت أنفس من الذهب والفضة وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس يتحسر أهل الجنة إلا على ساعة مرت بهم ولم يذكر الله تعالى فيها واستغفروا ربكم يمددكم بأموال وبنين وادعوا ربكم فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين وقال تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قول هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا مولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله قال تعالى في قران المجيد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما معنى الاحاديث المختلفه ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه واشدهم في امر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واصدقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وقضى اللهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه رضوان الله تعالى عليهم اجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفره ظاهره وباطنه لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم وخير امتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعدكم لعلكم تذكرون وقد قال تعالى فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون اقيموا الصلاه stand shoulder to shoulder ensure that there is no gaps between the safs and ensure that the cell phones are switched off So on my left hand side your left hand side also is coming side you try and fill the masjid in first some side plenty of space in the masjid Allahu akbar Allahu الله اكبر الله اكبر لا اله الا الله الله اكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين 
ഫുജിറത്ത് ഫിറത്ത് <تصفيق> ഹമിദ്ബാറു <تصفيق> الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الأبرار لفي نعيم وإن الفجار لفي جحيم يصلونها يوم الدين وما هم عنها بغائبين وما أدراك ما يوم الدين ثم ما أدراك ما يوم الدين يوم لا تملك نفس لنفس شيئا والأمر يومئذ لله الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك ربنا وتعالى يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم انا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم سمعنا واطعنا غفرانك ربنا واليك المصير رحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين